0: the march
1: Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I am your host, Michael Shields, and I wanted to start this podcast um, with an offering of gratitude. Um, as in the past few months, we have had what I can only describe as a healthy influx of um, listeners and subscribers, and we, um, and when I say we, I am always referring to all the people who are, uh, you know, are involved in a project that is across the margin, whether here or online or you know, in print, who um, just help me make it happen. But we, we do not take it lightly that you um, that you take these journeys with us. Um, your support is inspiring, and uh, and I assure you personally, I will continue to pursue and vet new and fascinating people um, from all fields, uh, as we do, and, and, and try to tell as many cons- uh, compelling stories as we can. And um, as far as compelling stories go, we have, uh, we have another to tell here today. Today's episode features a conversation I had with George Gadotti. An enlightened mind who, over the years I have known him, has opened my eyes to a great many things. But um, in this case and in uh, the discussion we had, he, utilizing his substantial background in business and uh, his his knowledge base in uh, the financial world, he walked me through some of the mystifying origins and the potential dubious nature and intentions of the Federal Reserve. Prior to some research about the Federal Reserve, I, um, I admittedly knew little about it, and so um, you know, through our conversation, I—it's—it's it's amazing how much I learned. And I'm just hoping, uh, hoping that everyone who takes this ride with us um, will, will learn as much as I did. Um, before uh, we, we dive right into the conversation, I must note um, that George and I do reference often a book we both read entitled "The Creature." From Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. Um, Mr. Griffin is uh, a well-known author, filmmaker, uh, lecturer, um, but uh, he's also he's also well-known for his conspiracy theories, and some sometimes some of them are pretty questionable. Um, but in this case, and you know, in in reference to the book, uh, the book is steeped in in, in American history, and and um, you know. There's it's it's an it's it's an absolutely fascinating read and and, and it, it is a valid examination of uh, of a very perplexing system um, and it unquestionably it makes you think and it makes you ask questions um, and and so that's kind of what we're hoping happens today we're hoping the same thing happens after you uh, you listen to this episode where George Gooddaddy and I um, attack the Fed um, so enjoy. George, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so happy to have you uh, here. So thanks, thanks, thanks for making the trip.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so happy uh, um, as we as we were joking about earlier, um, not only is did I want to have you on the podcast to talk, but you uh, you you've had uh, since the last time I saw you, you've had my sweatshirt, and so I was happy. Yes, to I have. <laughs> so it's you know the ulterior motive for having you up was the return of my sweatshirt. So thank yeah. you for that. You're also. Um, the uh I'd like to point out that you're the first guest of the podcast who has uh you know traveled to New York for the podcast alone coming up from uh Philadelphia so you have that distinction and and you know much thanks because of that
0: yeah no that's even a big deal to me I told my my oldest son that I'm going to New York City to be on a podcast (laughs) and he knows what podcasts are now so this is a big deal to me it wasn't um it wasn't something I'm
1: taking lightly at all. It's it isn't fun- something. Oh awesome. And uh it's funny when I talk to my five year old about the podcast, sometimes I'll find myself I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna tape a, a podcast today. And I'm like, it's like a radio show. And then in my mind I'm like, wait, that reference point is has nothing on it. Our podcast makes sense to her, you know, as I've described it to sure. her. But like I try to use the <laughs> reference point as a radio show, which is pretty ridiculous. But um I'd like to. We are obviously we're here to um, specifically talk uh, uh, about the Fed and, and 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 something you've really opened my eyes to. But I'd like to start um, with something that uh, I think you can give me some advice on, um, and just share some you know very positive thoughts because I know from you know the emails and, and texts, our correspondence that we. We share that you're very contemplative and very introspective person, and it was literally just like the other day when, um, you know, I professed that I was having a particularly anxiety-filled day, and and you um, you calmed me by simply reminding me to breathe, breathe and uh, you were stating, you know, sometimes the only thing you can do is find your breath, and uh, he's like, do that for a while, and then you described to me even how to do it, you know, like, breathe it in and. Make, you know, make sure your belly comes, you yeah. know, you're like, we right on, and yeah. And uh, I think that's been a problem for me, it's something I need to work on, kind of quieting my mind. And um, can you describe to me how you, uh, you know, how you go about that process of, 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 you know, whatever, finding inner peace or quieting yourself or do you meditate? Or um,
0: I, I do somewhat. I mean, I've been not good yeah. at it lately, Um, Just because you fall out of practice with meditation, although I've been, you know, my parents were very into Buddhism in my late um, uh, grade school and high school years Mm -hmm. and Zen and those types of things. So those types of practice, doubtless. Were you learning
1: that as an early age then?
0: Uh, Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, from my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they took a separate path from Roman Catholicism, which mm-hmm. is how I was raised initially, you know, going to, to those types of schools and being taught by priests, nuns, brothers, oblates. Um, but where I really found instruction on how to deal with life wasn't anything that I had really learned from the church, um, which really was kind of a source of guilt for me. But, um, and I'm not here to talk about that, but where the practices you learn in Buddhism is, is to really find that breath. And a lot of times I'll find myself feeling very stressed and very anxious, whether it's in the middle of the night, first thing in the morning, as soon as I get home, and the kids are racing up to me. Um, but but finding my breath is the most critical thing I can do when there's nothing else that I can figure out to yeah. do to slow my heart down. It's it's.
1: I mean, yeah. It sounds like it's just it's it's ground zero for finding mm-hmm. yourself. I was listening to I forget the podcast, but it was with uh, Yuval Harari. I'm sure I just butchered his name, but he was talking about. Um, and he's you know a very very sophisticated mind who, who, who's huge into meditation and such. And he's like he's he's like he you know he started just finding that breath. He's like, observed when the breath is coming in and out of your nostrils. Like that's it. And he said when he first started doing it, he couldn't do it for more than like fifteen seconds. It was it was it was just so much more challenging than he ever thought. And he realized just how little control he had over his mind. But that it takes having control over your mind to be able to focus on what has happened to the rest of your body. And once you figured out just how to breathe, he came to re- realization of how deep the connection is and what has happened in the mind and the sensations of the body. So it's yep. just, the, the just starting there.
0: One of the oldest um, meditations that my, I remember my dad teaching me was Um, To fill a bowl of water to meniscus okay, and and that bowl is about to spill and pick it up and walk around our living room with it Um, and for that bowl to make that route without spilling any water you had to be completely consumed by the bowl and the bowl and nothing else happening outside of that objective. Um, I never um, completed that objective, but um, <laughs> I, I was Water always everywhere. introduced to meditation. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's something that definitely needs cultivating. Yeah, and because it's I, work. It's something yeah. you
1: have to work on. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: like like anything worthwhile. Yeah,
1: effort. Yeah. Enough, at, I have to change that. Personally. I'm at that
0: point right now where after 15 seconds I lose that. You know, kind of. Uh, okay, well, I've took, taken my three deep breaths. I'm yeah. relaxing, um, but. What I'll find myself doing, especially on planes, which I can't stand, yeah. um, is doing an exercise. Oh, you travel a lot for work, too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, right. So I do a lot of cross-country, San Diego, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, um, is breathing exercises where I, I take seven deep breaths, seven seconds in, I hold for four seconds, and yeah. then seven seconds out. And then I do my best to get that up to a 30-second in, a 10-second hold, and a 30-second release. Wow. Now, by the time you get to that point, and I've achieved that a couple of times, you're completely relaxed, you're completely at peace, um, and you can really focus on anything at that point. So, yeah. um, awesome. finding my breath, nature's been a big thing. I, just,
1: I was actually going to ask you next, uh, it, it, you, do you get out in nature often? It's another thing it, I think that's, uh, I haven't traveled out in nature, I used to hike all the time and get into it. My, uh, my the the co-editor at Across the Margin on the site, uh, Chris, who used to co-host this with me, he... Um, he was just in the Redwoods and he was describing um, this moment he recently had where I don't know if you if, if, how much of a nerd you are, but like the new alien um, films coming out and there's a moment where they're on this new planet and they're looking around and there's like no signs of life and they just can't get over how quiet it was. And Chris was talking about how he's in the redwoods and he being a nerd like me described that like just he's just looking around and he couldn't believe there was silence out there and it just overtook him. And I just and, and it was another one of those things like man i I, I just need some more of that, so do you get yeah. out there oh
0: uh, yeah i I get I find that silence just in the last three years, I started getting up very early in the morning because as a parent with little kids
1: you don't have much time to yourself by the time
0: they're asleep at the end of the day it's you're wiped out, so yeah. you know I find energy between five thirty and seven thirty in the morning to step outside and observe nature and i I've, I've Really, only lived in cities with my family. You know, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, the Borough of Westchester, and now we're very much out into um, a more rural area where I step out and I see horses and I see geese um, and I hear. You know, the, the day waking up. You know, morning is broken and yeah. and and I find peace in that moment. Um, and I try to remember that throughout the rest of totally. my day. You know,
1: what a way to start the day. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, thank you. I knew you could give a little perspective in like, that. But one
0: huge thing Please. though is, um, this podcast on this day is an important thing to me, and I and I keep thinking of how, you know, spring, you know, April May is our next month. It's yeah. the, the best month next to October. Yeah, and everybody's dying for this May. Like September's we're dying for special May. Too. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, September yep. is special yep. too. Yep. And so is Mars. So is Mars. Um, yeah, those so, ends. Those, 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 yes. those, those but from, from transitions. The, zones to, those in the are northeast quarter of this country, the weather pattern of May and October, these beautiful yeah, transitions yeah. into summer and totally. into winter. Um and so I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to really pivot into, you know, better practices of yep. meditation and finding more peace. And something Jack Cornfield said to Duncan okay. um, in an interview a it's while back. Trussel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um was he said, don't, "Don't try to start meditating for thirty minutes a day. Just yeah. meditate for three minutes every other day. Yeah, yeah. three minutes. I mean, don't start running. Yeah, learn, learn to walk. And like Absolutely. Tim Ferriss, say, just write three sentences. Yep. you know, and, and just begin the process. And then, yeah, he, some of Tim Harris's,
1: uh, um, you know, talks about writing have really like it's, it, it, it's it's very basic what he's saying. He's like, you know, write yourself a question is one of the things he does and." And then you know a bunch of the questions you want answered, and then go back and answer them. Then then erase the questions. Yes. So like, and that's that. That's your essay, right? You know, like just he's really he's basic. He he he, he simplifies it in a cool way, and I think that's what you're saying. Yep. Uh, don't overcomplicate the whole thing. You you know you you can maybe get to that larger place or that bigger thing you're looking for, but you're not going to do it without starting somewhere.
0: Or people that can't make it to the gym or think they're yeah. too out of shape. It's just. Just start walking on a treadmill, yeah. and your eyeballs are going to find people doing things that you realize you can probably accomplish. Totally. Um, so yeah, just baby steps, and you know, start slow. Don't don't know. put too much pressure on yourself yeah, exactly. to start. So, don't be so damn hard on yourself. Don't be so. Yeah. Damn, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I
1: think that's a, a very important lesson. I think. Uh, one of the issues I see many people struggle with is they're really hard on themselves. I'm
0: unbelievably hard on myself. Yeah, are you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's times I definitely am. And there's times I definitely should be probably harder. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a big issue.
0: Well, we're so hard on ourselves when there's really nothing at stake ultimately. Yeah. You know, to take this to some super ultimate conversation. But there's no reason to be hard on yourself because everything you're doing right now is perfect. Mm-hmm. You're perfect mm-hmm. right now. Um, And so to deviate from that is just this world that pulls us in so many directions, which, again, your mind can get obliterated unless you decide to focus on your breath every once in a while. Because that breath is tied to your heart. Your heart is tied to the universe. Mm -hmm. um, And as long as you protect that heart and slow down that beat, you're going to tune into the universe a lot better.
1: Yeah, And and you'll you'll tune out so many of the distractions or the the things that... um, the expectations that are set upon you by things that don't fucking matter, or, yeah. or, or ideas that are outdated, or just just bullshit, or, bullshit, irrelevant. Yeah. Ir- irrelevant, Um. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. I will uh, say this. immediately. this, this conversation is going to highlight um, a blank spot, uh, a deep chasm of uh, of of. Uh, Uh, a lack in knowledge as uh your expertise in something you've, you've you've worked at for you know decades uh in is in the field of business and and that's something um i you know don't know much about but specifically what we're talking about today here is the federal reserve and um you blew my mind when we first started talking about this it was it was last time you were up and and you know you put me onto this uh this book, uh, it's, it's the creature, the creature from Jekyll Island. It's by G. Edward Griffin. And it's, uh, it's you know, the subtitle, is a second look at the Federal Reserve and, um, it's, it's a beast of a book, but it's also just, it's mind blowing. And, yeah. and, and, um, you know, it, one of the things the book, uh, States early on is is that you know he writes no doubt in my mind that the Federal Reserve is one of the most dangerous creatures to stalk the land and uh, and um, I and I guess there's no other place to start is um is just uh, and I guess you know we're talking to more people like me the lay people Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what is the Federal Reserve we we got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. So the the Federal Reserve is um the central bank of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were taking everything at face value, um I would tell you that the Federal Reserve is set up to ensure the success of our economy. Um so that things like recessions and depressions don't happen.
1: <clears throat> Isn't that um, the guys though and we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, we'll get that's yeah. what gets interesting. So, sure.
0: yeah. Um so um the Federal Reserve um Is 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 has one primary bank in in DC and then it has twelve regional banks throughout the country. Okay. Um, then the biggest banks in the country, you know, your your Bank of America's and your citibanks and and those larger institutions are tied to the Federal Reserve. So everybody's kind of in on this Federal Reserve. Now if you and I started a bank. And if we had 100 million each, we could probably do that and start lending. Um, but, but it would have to be a very legitimate operation. Mm-hmm. We'll, get, we'll get into that later, yep. and, and, and it, there would be very a lot of things against us um, to make that happen because people don't want us to be Absolutely. a successful little bank. Um, but so what the Federal Reserve does is they regulate the economy through, you know, um, the management of interest rates. Uh, the uh, they conduct monetary policy where they're buying bonds from the government to push cash into the system or buying or selling bonds to remove cash from the system. And they do that to control inflation, which is how powerful our dollar is. Um, And and we'll get into it later. But, you know, the management of of the value of the dollar is really the management of of our taxes.
1: Yeah. I mean, because the the Fed, uh, like you're saying, it completely controls and determines money supply. And it's it's which this is crazy it's permitted to create as much money as it wants out of thin air with no restrictions Correct. and and um i mean this can devalue currency right i mean it's a supply and demand thing where uh you know i saw this stat in the book since the Fed was created in 1913 the dollar has lost over 90% of its value Correct. so they have the ability which is just so mind bending to to print cash print cash yeah
0: that is so crazy so if if the so so let's just from a, the most simple perspective we have the the federal reserve system the federal reserve is a is a an abbreviation of the federal reserve system so it's a system yeah um and, and yeah it's
1: not a bank it's first off it's not federal
0: yeah and it's not
1: really a bank yeah that's okay Yep. That's, um, I mean, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Just, when you get exactly. into the illusion of even the name and the shadiness yeah. of that, well, why did we have to call it federal yeah. when it's not federal at all? It is a private entity. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, when you get into the Fed's description on the website, e- even when you read the description, it seems like, well, you know, other banks can own stock in the Fed, but it's not like owning stock. Yeah. But they get a kickback for owning stock, but they can't sell the stock. Yeah. Um, so they do all these things to be a member of the club because ultimately they're going to keep getting kickbacks from the Fed to ensure that the biggest banks never fail. The wealthiest people will mm-hmm. always be protected. Um, and so you know, what that's done is really uh, – it's, it's put too much money into the system where the only real money that should be in our economy should be coming through the U.S. Treasury. We, yes. we, we tax the citizens – unfortunately and only since i think 1907 mm-hmm. um the income tax was enacted and i could be wrong on that but it, it was somewhere but, like, around yeah, there early it early was ballpark yeah. even if some of the things i say are on or off by a couple of years sure. i know yeah, i'm no, in the, not, the
1: nothing's um, going to be yeah. exact okay. here i mean we're, i'm just i just think what we're talking about is like it, just to give people a taste of like you know i think people and maybe i'm wrong but like just just there's, like, this trust in it. I've always had this, like, trust in the idea of the Federal Reserve. And I just it's just – I've had this preconception and, and just the more I learned about it, it – like, it's one of the scariest things. Like, the more you know about it, it was one of the, the, the most nefarious things that might have happened in the history of our country. Yeah. Um, and, and and just to kind of back up just a touch. Um, yeah. Because I think there's a story here that's like it's it this this book it's it's definitely you know delves into business and and a lot of things you know uh, about money that 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 are a little dry but overall it starts with this like amazing cinematic meeting of um what is it it's uh, Nelson Aldrich Yep. And and who was the he was he was in, he was a congressman powerful congressman New Jersey or something or I'm not exactly sure I can't right. remember um, and he is in like a, a a train car like a secret train car in the back of a train and these six other wealthy guys meet him there and they're trying to avoid reporters and. And they go down to the Sea Islands, which is off the coast of Georgia, and you know one of the islands is the Jekyll Jekyll Island. Mm-hmm. That's where the title of the book comes from. And They have this meeting in like 1910 because the the Fed was created in 1913, Correct. and they have this meeting where they decide that they they want to create this thing because am I right about this? That there was there was there the, the there was an influx of the amount of banks. Being uh, created at that time because people knew, you know, banks, banking is a big business. How you make money, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and and so there was there was multiple a couple of reasons. I can't think of them all.
0: Well, the biggest reason was to, um, you know, going back to eighteen hundred, um, you know, there was always um, war. Uh, there was um, always. Times where America couldn't meet its debt. Mm. Um, and then at that point, we're immediately required for debt. So, you know, just bringing it to today real quick, if if, if today uh, we were bombed by another country and we didn't have enough money in the Treasury to pay for that, we'll go to the Federal Reserve and they'll print the money for us. Yeah. So they print. A billion dollars and give it to the United States out of thin air, money that they did not have, and they give it to the United States. In fact, it's probably an electronic transfer that would keyed into a computer, not yeah. even real printing at this point, I yeah. would suppose. Yeah. Um, but then, now, what did I say, 100 million? So, and that's a small number um, as far as what the Fed's up to, but 100 million enters the system, and immediately the US Treasury starts paying the Federal Reserve interest on that money. So the Federal Reserve printed money and gave it to the country, and then now the United States is paying the Federal Reserve back over and over and over, only interest payments. In fact, you and, and I, and that's
1: not even money that like it, it never that's, happened. Well, so this is going back to the taxpayer. The taxpayer is paying yes. the money that is on the on, on what was the word you just used? on the um uh. When you have to pay back a little bit on the uh, interest, on the interest, yes. <laughs> Sorry. that's all we're paying is interest on, on right the now. interest on money that might not even exist. Because I was reading this part, it, uh, it it is true that our money is created out of nothing, but it's more accurate to say that it's based upon debt. In one sense, therefore, our money is created out of less than nothing. The entire money supply would vanish into the bank vaults and computer chips if all debts were repaid, and the process is not intended to be de- to be logical,
0: but to confuse and to deceive. That's correct. The dollar in your pocket is not yours. Yeah, it's a Federal Reserve note, and it says it on it. It's a note, so you're in debt. It's yeah. You're not in cash. You're not in cash. Yeah. That's so, crazy. so if the system was working properly, you'd have to give the cash back. And and the and the the, the problem is, um, we're paying so much. So the, the the government borrowed money. It has to pay back the Fed. The taxpayers pay back that money. So at least. Uh, and it's a, a crazy number, but I think broken down more simply, let's say five to seven thousand dollars is what you and I and every United States citizen pays towards the debt that goes to okay. the Fed.
1: Towards that, yeah. So, speaking of.
0: Um, so, because our country decided to go to war and couldn't afford it, we're funding the war very realistically. And because the Fed has pumped that money into the system, not only are we paying that tax that's going somewhere where we really don't want it to or understand why yeah, it's going yeah. there, because there's more money in the system, money's worth less. So home prices start going up, yeah. and orange juice costs a little bit more, gas goes up, and that's a whole other game, totally. gas, like big pharma, and yeah. we're just going to keep talking about money, yeah, um, which is the game. Yeah. Um, but as long as there's more money in the systems, everybody's a little bit more broke. Yeah. And if you go back to what...
1: Wow, um, that's poignant what you just said. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, now, if you go back to, you know, I think about, you know, if this world were only, um, going without the Federal Reserve in place, and if we think back to 1700 through 1800, and, and when we were really trying to implement currency, it was a coin currency yeah. that was always equated to the value of, of, the, of the precious metal. Yeah. Um, so whether it was silver or gold. And then even if you were a popper and you're digging and you find some totally. gold or silver, you could go and you exchange had it for a coin. Yeah, yeah. And then participate in the system. Yeah. So, if, if that's the way it was working, well, I can guarantee you, man, I'm going to hustle more than you. Yeah. And you're you're, you're going to be hustling against me. Yeah. But I'm going to be hustling hard, and I'm going to be getting paid for that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I feel like I hustle like a madman now. Yeah. And I know you feel like you're hustling. I mean, we are hustling like yeah. madmen. And there's people at the top not hustling. And they're just, just raking, raking just in the raking. coin. Sitting in, receiving interest on fake money. On fake money. Um, so... Um, when we go back to the Federal Reserve and the money that's being pumped into that it goes back into this system that gets distributed among banks which are people in Wilmington Delaware and houses and kids that go to school among our kids and those are real people that's yeah. not that's not fake money yeah um, but when you get into um, well anyway you know the the biggest thing that the, the the we have so much to talk about here and I don't want to jump ahead of myself yeah. but as the Federal Reserve, the government can't meet its obligations, the Federal Reserve picks up that tab, yeah. and governments owe the banks Fun. money now. Yep. Yep. So if you think, if we were hustling in the game, you know, we participate in a few games where we're hustling. Um, if I were hustling in the money game and making loans, I would definitely seek governments, if I had no conscience, yeah. um, to put governments in debt, because, and especially the United States, because they have the most... Ambitious, yeah. Unbelievable citizens that will continue to work and pump money back towards the government because they feel scared and they need to be protected and, mm-hmm. you know, and so forth. So.
1: Um, you just said something about how you put governments in debt. And uh, hold on. Let me find this thing. And I want to get into the idea of what this relates to, you know, war and the need for that. But um, uh just the effect that this has on smaller, underdeveloped or, or, or more needy nations—not the industrial, you know, not U.S. or many of the industrial things—it seems like that this is this whole system has been used to control them in the way that, um, you know, they they are offered loans. It seems to me that 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 will never—they're never, never going to be able to be pay back. And so the IMF or the World Bank directs this massive transfer of wealth from industrialized nations to the lesser developed nations and no longer capable of independent actions, they accept the loss of sovereignty in return for this international aid. So this is, essentially, you know, they they have used aid, this as a as as aid, aid, is, aid yeah. as a means to control nations throughout the world.
0: Yeah. At higher interest rates. Yeah. So if you're, um, you know, just like if I'm a, a, a more of a high risk first time home buyer, it's more likely that I'll be paying a higher interest rate than somebody Can who's wealthy because yeah. it's more likely that they'll pay them the back, so the risk is lower for the mm-hmm. bank, and that's how they manage debt. Yeah. What? But yeah, but but certainly by by huh. what what developing country doesn't want to participate in. The glamour yeah. that is the United States totally. and Europe, and, you know.
1: and they don't realize the how they're pigeonholed behind the whole thing, and exactly. they and, and then controlled. So you mentioned war a couple times uh, already, and, and and this book we're we're talking about, which the sources are amazing. I actually, you know, I, I it's such a. Beefy, but I'm, Let me talk hey, about that for a second.
0: pop to the bottom to look at this. Yeah, book you see, you constantly. see this. You yeah. see my notes. I have <laughs> paper clips in there. Yes. And like the
1: things. Uh, this book. It's so. It's such a beast. But um, they do a good job in the beginning. They they start with this how to read this book, and because uh, they know it it's going to be intimidating. Yeah. It says uh, thick books can be intimidating, and we tend to put it off reading until until we have a suitably large block of times, which is to say often we never read them. But um, that is the reason they place like they, they they do it very strategically. They place a preview uh, before each chapter and somewhere at the end, and they say it only takes an hour to read that. So if you if you don't want to do the whole history lesson and just kind of get the gist of it, you can do that as well. It's, yeah. I I really appreciated that. Yeah, that me was too. one yeah. way to kind
0: of attack this idea in this 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 thing but although the first time I read it I did that and then I would always go back I compelled totally. to, to really try to figure out what's going on for the first time it's, it's not enough it's, especially it's, if you read that book um, for the first time you know well after 9/11 it's, yeah yeah you yeah. really, dive into it a totally lot deeper, you know? but
1: the book describes the you know uh, the world central banks In which the Federal Reserve is is one of them it not only as a means to commit the fraud that we're discussing but as a catalyst of war. And um, I was wondering if you could speak on that somewhat the idea of them being, uh, the Reserve
0: yeah. the, the, the being a catalyst of war. So I'm not going to nail um, what was discussed in the book, but. Sure, just um, the, a general the, idea. The JP idea. Morgan family is a very real family. Mm-hmm. I and mean, JP Morgan is one of the most successful banks in the world. Yeah. Jamie Dimon, um, who runs it. But um, there was a point, you know, and this is right before World War One. Um, where the United States is a neutral nation, not ready to participate in war, and Germany was looking with their, you know, deployment of U-boats, they were looking like they could be victorious, and 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 Britain and and European nations may lose this war um, to the Germans. Um, so, <clears throat> with that all happening, what was happening in the meantime is you have. These countries in Europe who need supplies, and then you have the United States who can pump out supplies of war, and we still do this, and we sell it to our – I don't even want to say competing nations because I'm not competing with any of these nations, Mm -hmm. but – so we're we're selling arms to to arm these other nations. Now, these other nations also – let's say Britain can't afford the war just like sometimes America can. So they're going to borrow that money from their Federal Reserve or perhaps from ours – and then that's where you have the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, where countries can borrow from this international fund. So now we're getting into the globalization of the debt. But when you just think about America, America fronted a lot of money for World War I to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it looked like Britain was going to lose this war. Um, and, and what had happened is, is if they lost that war, they were going to default – On all of the payments, so they were issuing bonds to the United States, right? So they're giving bonds to the United States, and the United States is giving cash, or the Fed is giving cash to to this country. So um, what was happening is behind closed doors, and you know what what, what this book supposes is that J.P. Morgan knew this, and he's brokering this money moving back and forth from the country. So the United States needed to be drawn into that war, yeah, um, because we needed britain to win so that they could pay back yeah. billions and billions of dollars yeah
1: the loss um, that they would incur correct. was crippling yes. compared to if they were able to to succeed so yeah. you
0: had the, 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 the and so then you have this, these shipping you know but back then it's crazy to think but we're all taking ships between new york and london yeah, and yeah new york. So we're also sneaking in ammunitions underneath the mm-hmm. people. So people are you know, taking the Lusitania, which mm-hmm. is his primary example in the book, Sink the Lusitania. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we have all these people aboard this boat. And, and, and after discussions that we need a way to draw the U.S. into this war was that um, Churchill was going to have the escort boat of the Lusitania abandon it in U-boat waters, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lusitania was struck. Hundred and I think sixty-seven Americans died, and we entered the war, defeated Germany, and this whole nationalist. We hate Germany. We yeah, hate Germany. Yeah. Like man, we all fucking hate, you yeah. know, Iraq or yeah. whatever. Now, man, yeah. man, I had I didn't even know this stuff before nine eleven. Well, um, so it's you know, it, it's yeah, like they, they, they speak create about sentiment. how it's essential
1: for the U.S. and industrialized nations to have a credible enemy. Yes. They speak about that. And it's like, that's like. Because as long as
0: we're engaging or preparing for war, we're borrowing. Yes. So you have this entity that is banks that must survive. Yeah. You know, and and at this point, I do believe it's self perpetuating. Absolutely. Um, And I think that that can be undone. Um, but yeah, do you,
1: do you have that?
0: Not before I you know, win the lottery and start my own comedy <laughs> yeah. But I you know, he lays out a plan in the end of the book that it could be done Yeah, um, but, yeah there, but there's some hope at the end of the book, yeah. the book which is fantastic But to I mean, take that on, and we all read that book It's write your congressman, we do this, and then at the yeah. end I don't do it and, yeah, then I'm, whole, and then I'm busy and nothing happens Yeah, no, and so, I do I want
1: to talk about towards the end of this podcast that was in here Because you know it's one thing to know something, it's one thing to do something yeah and 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 that's just so crazy about just this idea just knowing um you know what this thing really affects which is everything and it feels like it just really relates to you know like what we're seeing in this uh this this current administration with where just it just overtly all these businessmen and ties of Jamie morgan but um that's what I want to kind of talk about. This I, I, I think I spent so much time uh, on the past in this book, and this book is kind of like it's a history lesson. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to ask you, you know, uh, it's so crazy to me that the, 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 the Fed has has such a direct impact on 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 the lives of all of us uh, as Americans or as, as as world citizens, but yet those who run it, they are not elected. And are therefore unaccountable to the people. Uh, who is running the Fed right now? Is it's, it, my right? Is it a seven-member board? Did I? I, I just did a mild you, research. Yeah, I
0: think it's like the uh, the Federal Open Market Committee, the okay. FOMC, maybe. Um, yeah. But a, a small group of people. Small group of people. Um, small group. Um, who Ultimately, when it gets down to it, you know, I think is a group of bank owners. Um, who are benefiting from everything that's happening yeah now there's also that you know at the same time then I'll I'll read a story that tells me that everything I'm talking about right now is completely crazy and then then I think that everything in life should be taken at face value and then I smack myself over the head (laughs) and remember that like you know that's that's not not the case that's not how it works yeah Um, but but who's running the Fed is the biggest question okay Um, and so you have you know Rand Paul and you know Trump calling for an an audit of the Fed yeah um but you know the you know the the Fed it, it, its goal is to regulate you know the, the economy by doing certain things through, but, like
1: moving interest but, rates and yeah but you know, by, by moving interest
0: rates selling bonds having cash enter the the money supply or withdrawing it and these you know these different things and even um, you know, they do things where they'll lend banks money. You know, in the, in the past, they would lend banks money through a monetary um, policy called the discount window, which mm-hmm. is something I'll never forget. I learned in finance. But yep. <clears throat> So the banks can go and buy from the discount window on a secured loan. Like, we're going to pay you back. Like We've got this in our vaults, but we need a billion bucks to pay you back tomorrow. Yep. So it's an overnight loan, barely any interest. Mm-hmm. But... If you think about what they could do on a global scale, where like if, if I was on fish lot and I said, dude, give me a thousand bucks, I'll give you two thousand bucks yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I had a good sound plan, you might make that loan. Now, uh, and so that was an overnight unsecured loan. Now it's at the point where I think it's now, you know, they can pay back within six months. And, and, and even I, somebody who still pays student loans at 7%. Yeah. Um, that bank of rich people is borrowing at, let's say, three mm-hmm. percent high margin, um, and then they're lending and they're making four percent off me, um, but they haven't really done anything. And, and mine is Navient, the one who bailed out Sailing Mac, or yeah. well, assumed that debt yeah. um, to do better things for the people, but they haven't done anything better. They just collect checks. Yeah, so, you know, that's all yeah. they do.
1: Yeah. Can we speak a little bit about inflation? Uh, it's, it seems like the, um, you know. The final cost of all these bailouts are, are, is, is you know, kind of passed on to the public in the form of a hidden tax called inflation. Exactly. Yep. Can you describe that a little bit? I just I didn't doesn't.
0: Yeah. If you make um
1: complete sense. To me.
0: If you know if if there was nobody funding our system on and, and let's say you know we all we we earn our money. Um, and that money's worth something, and we can go to the store and buy something because it's worth it to us because I don't have to kill the cow to get those burgers to come home and feed my family. so there's some some value to that, and i can I can transfer money to the to the butcher. Um, but if there's somebody over top of me showering money into the system, Eventually, my dollars are going to become less, and it's going to cost a little bit more for that butcher to do his thing. And it's going to, so he's going to raise his price on me. And, and, but, but nothing has really changed. Just prices have gone up. My pay hasn't changed, mm-hmm. but prices are going up. I mean, so the Fed does everything it can contr- do to control uh, that inflation. And, and to me, um, it's really just the illusion of how long can we bang this tax out? Yes. Before, you know, it starts to hurt our interests.
1: Totally. Um, so, uh, no, that makes perfect sense yeah there's
0: just too much money out there that's when people are oh home prices are insane this is a bubble that's yeah. you know the, the, this is inflation it's yeah. Just prices don't make sense anymore yeah the fed's pumping money into the system that isn't real yeah so it's crazy yeah it's insane you know it's
1: you know what's interesting too um you know you yeah a lot of talk is about the you know uh The Constitution and about what, you know, especially in like election years and what the founding fathers wanted and vision for America and Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. There was this part I got to um, where uh, I was actually, you know, sometimes I even look back, I'm like, look, the Constitution was written so long ago. What the fuck does it mean now? Yeah, no, I mean, there's a section where they talk about the monetary plan laid down by the founding fathers was actually the product of collective genius. Nowhere in history can one find so many men in one legislative body who understood the fraud inherent in fiat money and the hidden taxation nature of inflation that we just spoke on. And there was never such an assembly of scholars and statesmen determined to set a safe course for the nation of their own creation. Literally, they handed us a treasure map. All we had to do was follow it to economic security and national prosperity, like, I gained some so sort heavy. of faith back there. Yeah, so these guys, heavy. these guys really, yeah. they saw so many of the ills that they, I mean, according to this and whatever, you know, Yeah. ideally or like, you know, assumedly, but like, that's well, he, so he, wild he, to think about. He,
0: he supposes that in that book, but if you look at the at the letters, Benjamin Franklin was yes. writing back and forth, and I forget with whom, um, off the top of my head, the, um, it might have been Jackson. I can't remember. Um, but it, it was about all of the, the, the threats of the fact that this was happening. So yeah. fiat money for anybody They who were aware. They, they, yeah, were, they aware. were very aware. Yeah. Um, and it was just – if you just let these people hustle on the honest for their silver and gold, you know, the better hustlers. Can you, can, can,
1: you, can you tell us what fiat money is? Yeah, so, yeah so, so that's what I was like, going to So fiat yeah. money
0: um, – so the gold standard is what really regulated money. And back to what the founding it's, fathers, such a heady group of cool guys – Yes. Yeah. To call that out, I mean, imagine us in our at, at this age yeah. in, in old City Philadelphia, totally. sweating in wigs, yep. and we're arguing like, this that this is bad. so what, what they're what they're saying was bad was fiat money and so regular dollars and dollars weren't paper. Um, it's like the Spanish dollars, just a a coin, um, and that coin could always be turned in for its equivalent in precious metals. What happened with fiat money is when the government just said, just print money.
1: Totally. It's a paper money. We
0: did exactly. a little bit. To, it's like, an order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's an order. It was, yeah. So there was, the founding fathers saw this happen. So, you know, and we can get to it an hour later, but there, the yeah, Federal Reserve does. is the fourth bank. So the, the fourth yeah, it central wasn't, was bank. The,
1: what the first one was created even before the Constitution was signed, if I'm right about yes. that. and it's it was, um, the Federal Reserve is the fourth central bank that was created in 1913. There's three created before that. Yep.
0: The first bank in North America, 1781. Yep. So it was authorized to print paper designed to loan into the government. That yeah. was it. Yeah, um, it lasted
1: for two years. Well, it, uh, wasn't there turmoil when that happened? Or like yeah, usually I mean, it, when it, they it, when it they was, create was, a system like this, it just turns to mayhem. Well, that's exactly Historic what happened.
0: Way. So yeah, so my my answers are. are brief sometimes on this but um but yeah it was the exact same thing where inflation happened value of the dollars going down people recognize this there's a split in (laughs) um income there's a a larger income gap yeah and that's just it's it's everything that we see today that a lot of people think would be eliminated so they eliminated that bank um then same attempt happened 1791 through 1811 42 percent inflation again um so the the second bank of the United States was created to pay the bills of the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah, um, and, and the Seemed
1: like a very pivotal moment in, in American yes. history. Which, and so
0: what happened is 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 eventually that that abolished that that bank was abolished by Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, however, during the war there was war debt bonds that were issued by kind of renegade banks, like wild frontier banks or um, wildcat. Banks, I think they were called, um, yep. Wildcat Banks, okay, um, where they would issue those those war bonds. You still have this wealthy group of individuals walking around with war bonds that the, the government owes them money back. Yeah. Um, now, eventually, you know, Jackson was elected. So before he was elected, he's Secretary of the Treasury, mm-hmm. um, which is now um, who is it now? Mnuchin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but you think back then to an intellect like Jackson. Yeah. And then you look at somebody like Minuchin, yeah, yeah. um, and, and so I mean, I think that's the hardest it's part about this administration. Is like you could look at every administration and say, "Well, it was always rich, wealthy people." Nothing. Yeah, but but,
1: there, but like there was but, there was there intellectuals, exactly. and people who had earned maybe that that right in different ways. Exactly. Not that,
0: yeah. Instead of just people that you know, you as a businessman, you think you can plug in and take care of it, but but people really arguing um, their points to Congress. So. Um, Jackson, as secretary of the treasury, hated, you know, uh, national banks. Okay. Um, And so what he did is when he became president, he withdrew all the money from the banks, gave them to regional state banks that he approved, Mm -hmm. and that second bank collapsed. Um, Or excuse me, no, no, that was the third bank. So the the second bank of the United States was 1791 through 1811, mm -hmm. and the War of 1812 um, created war bonds. And then since that couldn't be paid, they created the second Bank of yeah. the United States. To pay those back, yeah. To pay those back. What um, about the third? That Well, that was the third. So, oh, okay. it was called, so you, the yes. first is called Bank of North America, then Bank of the United States, then second Bank of the United States. And then
1: that leads us to what happened in 1913.
0: Well, even before that, though, is the banking system let us fall into... Well, and the people too. They because Jackson did that, it created a panic. Mm. The bank failed, they, you know, um, and so people started withdrawing their money from banks. Yeah. We had a big panic of 1837, where the yeah. country went into a great recession. Uh-huh. Um, but we recovered from that, and then you know, dealt with recessions and expansions and contractions up until then. 1913, yeah. when the and Fed that was
1: survived. I was I was trying to and I failed to list you know the reasons that. That um, Aldrich and his team were, uh, you know, de- devised this plan. One of them was to, uh, to kind of control or prevent run on banks, right? Yep. I mean, that was that was one of those main reasons. You know, it's just, you know, with this book and everything, it it just, it, and just the ideas, you know, whether conspiratorial, most are, most can be are founded in fact, of course. But like, I just can't believe this is not discussed more. In you know, it never in, will be. Yeah. Because
0: the same uh, families that and it's not I don't think that what I'm saying here is irrational at all yeah, um, or, to say yeah. that the same group of families that run the banks well you know they over the years and if you read the interior of a lot of uh-huh. those pages acquired railroad systems yeah. you know, acquired uh, you know shipping systems pharmaceutical oil you know which brings us in the present day war and you know Yeah. We're geniuses like so what, George just W. So, and his it's son. just so
1: ingrained in the system that it's like it's self-perpetuating. It's just not self-perpetuating. Yeah. It's not question as much. Exactly. They uh, there's one part that I I need to mention real quick that fucked me up, and um, it's just because it just confused me so much. There's um, you know, the book goes into, and I I don't even think we should go too far into it. Is you know the the attempt for the you know the new world order and and and, and world government and control and not, uh, you probably have some things you want to talk about with that if you do I'd love to hear them but like one part really you know I talk a lot about climate change and it's something that my science background it's something I really believe in but uh, they at one point in the book and and they just allude to it but they they make you know it's an interesting case that uh that like you know. Certain things, like certain fears, are used to hold us in place, or to, or, or to use, or, or to manipulate. And you know, for so long, that was, and we're seeing it a little bit now. But the the, the fear of a nuclear war and just like doomsday mm-hmm. and all that, it was just, you know, it's it's so obvious now, looking back how how it was used for manipulative tactics. But like this book touches on the fact that the uh, you know worldwide environmental. Concerns like a, a global environmental scare of a, a collapse of a world, how that could be used against us, and what. But that was interesting about that is it points out that it, because it's based in fact, can actually be used more, you know, aggressively or deviously or or more purposefully, uh, and that just blew my mind because I mean I rally against you know this this government that that that's that's turning a blind eye to. To what's happening with carbon yeah. and everything, but like that was like, oh my god, yeah, like wow, I didn't think that something I'm fighting for could be used, and I don't know if that's true, but that, that no, well, I mean, it,
0: it's very, it's, um, I didn't think of this in advance, but um, when you think about this current administration, who I, you know, don't agree with, but you know, I, I've gotten to the point in my life, and I did be even before the election where I, I don't feel. Convinced that the government's going to change too much for me because my hustle is very similar every day yeah. and, and finding happiness and making sense of things. Yeah, is, I was, was going to talk to you a little bit about me? that. But if you looked at um, what this administration is proposing, even with budget cuts and slicing the EPA and all these things so that Trump can build the budget, yeah. I don't think that Trump wants to borrow from the Fed. I think he fucking hates the Fed. Mm-hmm. Now I could be wrong, but that could be seen as a huge threat to the Fed. And if I were anyone in that administration, I would just—I I can't believe that an assassination is—you know—I mean—and yeah. um, and that would be why wow, you're, a, a you're a thinking like if thing. he really
1: is—if he really is like not on board with, with like what the Federal Reserve system's all about. Well, the Federal Reserve that, thats a threat. To- that's a threat to him and his people and what he's trying to do.
0: Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a threat to the Fed. They're a threat to each other because Trump doesn't want to engage. Um and again, I'm then not. I'm not does, a yeah, no, we're we're, 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 we're wearing a of hats right now. But, 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 but like, yeah, let's talk, that, let's, let's that's talk your, about that. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's he, totally okay.
1: Uh, what but, do you think he in in the case of him not trying to deal with them? Do you think he does not realize the power and the influence? I or? think
0: he's read that book.
1: <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> mean, I, mean,
0: I, I don't know, but I mean, he's he's, he's been very involved with banks. He yeah. definitely has an understanding of debt, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, a little cut right but there, but, like but that. not not uh, not depending on the Federal Reserve is a fr- uh, is a threat to the Federal Reserve and, and, and Trump is a nationalist he is not about the global order yeah, now, even if you look I've at seen. the um, so the Federal Reserve lends money to banks so the banks can lend money to businesses and they can make payroll and the country keeps going yeah um, and then the, then it's up to the companies to make the money back by selling stuff and they pay the banks back and then, then it all gets back to the bankers um, but um, Where was I going with this? If the – if – no worries.
1: I'm trying to think of how to lead you where we were going.
0: No, but I think that as long as Trump's administration doesn't want to support that global initiative – yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, please. The the Federal Reserve is going to start raising interest rates on banks. And sometimes I think, who gives a shit? I buy a 30-year mortgage over the course of 30 years. I'm going to pay – that much more, I mean, come yeah. on, it's over 30 years, not that big of a deal to me. Um, but if if he doesn't want to participate in that global system, then that is a threat to other nations that we're talking about cutting out. We're going to stop paying you. Yeah. We're going to use our yeah. own money. We have everything we need I mean, here yeah. within this continent. We're going to pump oil right down to North Dakota. Yeah. Everything's going to be here, yeah. you know? And so we're going to depend less on other countries, or the expenses of dealing with those other countries. And I think that goes that's against in this everything
1: threat. that 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 this this book, when it when it talks about the 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 global world bank and the you know how that's adventitious to the reserve. Yeah, it goes against that whole thing.
0: And I mean, I I, I think in just the, the cursory research I've had to do to get myself up to speed on this. Yeah, you would hear. JFK say unbelievable things where it, he could have only been talking about the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Obama made a, a few comments about a shady group of people. And so <laughs> when you think about the shady group of presidents and the the, the, and, and, the and his millionaire men and his guys with $250 million, well, there's guys with bigger cloaks yep. way over top of them. Yeah. When you think of Rockefeller wealth or, you know, th- these um, war profiteers, mm-hmm. if they had literally a couple of them have trillions of dollars. Yeah. So imagine if you had 680 million dollars and I gave you 300 million dollars. Mm-hmm. You have 950 million dollars. Um, so not even at a billion yet. So if you had then 10 billion and I gave you 20 billion, you know, then you're at 30 billion, and then you get to 850 billion and I give you 50 billion, you're at 900 billion. And you get into trillions of dollars that's now distributed across families. Yeah. Um, and these companies that control news organizations and the way we think and, and all those types of things. I mean, that's where all that money in the top isn't letting you and I enjoy the fruits of busting our ass. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and because I, I know you're not lazy and, and I'm not lazy, but it's life is very hard and money makes it really hard. Yeah. Um, but, um, but anyway... Um,
1: yeah, let yeah. me ask you that. Like that's we did just talk about. Uh,
0: I don't know if that was where you were going at all. No, it, but it's, no, it's perfect. You that's you
1: actually lead me where I want to go because I, you know, you're not on social media, and you know when we talk, we actually talk about things that I believe are kind of you know you saw where that tangent just led, and I, I'm reeling it in now, even though I don't want to. But like we talk about some high minded things and some wild stuff, and it's one of the reasons I love so much talking to you. But um, I, I am. I, I have been curious recently how politically, uh, you know, mind already, it, it's it's hard for me to get a real grasp on, like, you know, I'm sure anyone who knows me knows how fed up I am with it. Not only this administration, this mis- administration particularly, of course. but, like, the government for a long time yeah. now. Like, people, like, you know, you didn't give Obama, like, if anyone talked to me during Obama's era, I, I could tell you uh, uh, all my thoughts about him with whether the drone things, not break, breaking up the big banks, just... I have tons of problems. I I think he's a better president than probably anyone who's since I've been alive. But like I have issues. But people will know right off the bat that I'm fucking just absolutely furious with the ignorance that's in this thing. How about you? Do you? One of the things you 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 mentioned like that you you. Do you try to cut it off a little bit? Because it sounds like... I, uh,
0: I, I, I proactively try to cut I, it off. That's what I
1: thought. And I um, want to, yeah, I want to ask. Now, my
0: job is finance. Yeah. So the, the people that I serve are the financial advisors that yeah. serve the 1%. Yes.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: And they don't serve anybody else. Yeah. If you don't have a million bucks, most of my customers won't talk to you. And that's an investable asset. It's not not your home and all that kind of yeah. stuff. cash.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you look, it's funny, that 1% number, and that's the common figure advisors charge their clients. So if you have you know a million bucks with me, it's 10,000 yeah. bucks a year, and I'll tell you what to do with it. Yep. or I'll watch it, um, monitor it, I should mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look throughout all the dealings that happened throughout history, the the big transactions that were happening, it's 1%. Yep. So it seemed to always be the kind of number out there. I couldn't throw 2% out there because then somebody's going to try to split it with me. But that yeah. 1%. Yeah. Nobody was ever going to try to cut that in half, yeah. and that didn't really come to me until just a couple of days, and I'm like, yeah, this 1% thing is really, it rolls off your tongue, yeah. and if you have a 100 million bucks, that's a million bucks you're paying your advisor, yeah. but if you have a 100 million, then who cares? Um, so I, I am in the world of finance, I'm only to the degree that as someone who engages with those professionals, I have to be able to speak about anything that could impact markets. Totally, pragmatically,
1: um, without yeah. without emotion. Because if, if I
0: if I was using my software, you could you could call me up yep. and I could tell you the balances of all your accounts today because I've logged into the software. Yep. You could say, "Well, why do I own so many shares of IBM?" And I say, "Okay, well, we'll sell that IBM," but this would be after a long discussion and all those types of things. So, so trading the performance of accounts, interest rates um, is part of my world. Only that I have to understand how an advisor yeah. executes all of those actions totally. because that's what our software does. Yep. Um, but otherwise, when I go to the gym in the morning, yeah. which I haven't been doing a good job of ever yeah. since I have moved, but I'll get back. Yeah. Um, I don't go to the side of the gym where TVs are projected. Totally. Um, and, and it just got to the point in the election where I'm like, you know what? I, I really don't like about myself is that I give a shit about politics every four years.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't otherwise. Yeah, I know. I'm already fading who are, who are, who are, out. I know
1: a lot of people who um, are beating um, themselves up about it. Yeah. They're right that there is a certain level of. Uh, you know, uh, where you're allowed a, a certain lifestyle, like or where you're at, where you're allowed to to not give a fuck.
0: Yeah, and I know you're,
1: you know, you know, I'm sure you don't take that for granted that you're able to check out and your life's not immediately affected. Yeah. You know, because that's not true for many people. Like you, they have to give a fuck because they're whether because of the color of their skin, the amount of money they have, or yep. whatever they have to give a fuck. But also, I see it with you and I, and I because I know you're an empathetic benevolent person, that I, I, I think about it. I, I just see you, you, you so often, you know, it, 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 you know, soul-searching. Or, like, it comes back to this idea that uh, I, th- I talked about when I talked to Michael White, because um, it, it's a term that him and his uh, newspaper at the time um, kind of coined mental environmentalism, meaning where if you can get your mind right first, if you can, you know, take care of Filtering out the pollution that's coming in from from all these advertisements and all this other bullshit, and get your mind right first, then you can start dealing with the problems of the world. It's, and, and, and I feel you kind of subscribe to this. This well, you're, yeah. you're you're always working on yourself. I am. And, I mean, and, and I and know, not it, not yeah. in like a, not in a selfish way. I don't mean to say that, when, yeah. like, but like it's it, it in this high minded. I got to get this head right. way. Yes.
0: No, I I do. Um, going to the gym before work was one of the most critical changes I've ever made in my life even though I haven't been good about it and it's just because I've moved and we've only had one car forever and I don't want to buy so now we need a second car if I want to be kind of splitting up and doing my own thing Uh Um, but um, getting my mind right before work was so important because of the environment that I was going into where I would have people that were you know my industry is mostly conservative it's the 1% serving the 1% yeah 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 um, but I, I do have, fortunately, a lot of women um, that have emerged into my industry, and, oh, and those of the sympathetic, yeah. understanding. Well, we can't work with TD Ameritrade because the guy in Canada, the CEO, is yeah. you know, Absolutely. so there was all nice when group.
1: people are putting values yeah. into the into the equation. It does not. And happen she's enough. in Soho, so yeah. you know, it's, yeah. just, it's yeah.
0: uh, very close to it, But but yeah. a, a great new client. Yeah. Um, but so. Um, but but going in the morning to clarify my mind, I, I had to do that. And I think that this election was a huge exercise for everybody to know, well, I can't a- approach CNN at face value mm-hmm. or Fox. Yeah. Or, like, nothing. You know, like, so where do I go to get my news? And then at that point, you're going to, like, The Guardian and you're trying to get other countries' perspective on what's happening in, with, within yours because they're removed from the products that are tied into the sales of this news yeah. and um, and so I, I, I try to find those news outlets, yeah. um, but what I found more than anything in, in listening to, to Buddhist guys like Jack Kornfield, yeah. I'll, I'll reference him all the time, was, yeah. you know, he would say, and, and I'm not an activist in any way, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, he would say, what are you going to do about it, George? You know, and, that, and that's what I'll say to a lot of the people that I love who obsess about the news and let it raise their blood pressure, I'd be in one of them, is I'm not going to do anything about yeah, um, not that I'm not going to do anything about it, but but I'm not. Once I finished watching that news thing about this awful thing that happened in this awful yeah, country, if, if, I go to work. Yeah, I don't try to raise awareness about it. I don't do anything. Another thing I can't stand about myself. I, I think um, you're being a
1: little, I, a little. Like, once again, we're talking about being hard on yourself. Yeah. I mean, I see you in all these discussions with people. You know, Opic I mean, we're here talking about. An issue that you opened my eyes to and 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 I, I I've seen you do that to other people i mean you you are passionate yes you are not an activist and and and, and that is i mean certain but like you were definitely i'm not
0: proactive yeah but activist, you I mean, activist, but like it, I you're have definitely to, yeah. having the
1: conversations and, and raising you know raising the right questions and and, and just questioning the system as a whole and, and trying to figure it out and I don't know. You you did you just mentioned um, the word values, and I've been thinking a lot about because like I do I, I I am I'm trying to figure out how to be more active and 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 this thing I keep hearing about changing gears a little bit, but uh this there's this idea about out right now is especially within the liberal community of people trying to figure out what went wrong, you know, and and how didn't we know about this uh you know besides like whether it the election was influenced how, but there was this uh, group of people that we weren't connected to that we didn't realize were going to vote this swath of America and there's like this division and there's a lot of talk about you know liberals need to reach across the aisle and um, and and I keep coming back to this conclusion and and maybe I'm closed minded but that you can't save everyone and and what I mean is like you know how do you argue or enlighten a flat earther or like or climate change denier. or anyone who like voted against their own interest in this election. Do you see where I'm going? Like, like yeah. I'm curious if, if you had thoughts on how to empathize and connect, or like you know, like you can't see eye to eye with everyone, with people that just don't get it, and like yeah, you know, it's, it's
0: when you argue with someone they'll say, "Well, that's what the Bible says." Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, like, it's like
1: it's like we're we're already on a different we're we're not on the same playing field, yeah. and I just feel like. So, so such so much of the liberal dialogue right now Is like look we gotta go in there We gotta figure it out And I'm like I go in there And I talk to some of these people Or if I you know Or not some of these people I don't want to say it like that But like when I talk to people who We have this just completely different viewpoint I, There is not always going to be a middle ground And yeah. I just I, I've been thinking about that a lot That's uh, You know
0: it's very difficult for me To participate in those discussions right? um, Because I think about my heart and my yeah. blood pressure a lot, and 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 where I'm going to get with this conversation. Yeah, you have a
1: family to and, take care um, of, and like what people what's,
0: I really love. Yeah, have got a problem with gay people. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with yeah,
1: yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh.
0: And, and 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 like
1: I can't and, believe that's even a conversation. That's even on the fucking table. Yeah, um, it's, on. It's, it's,
0: it's still a big problem. It's, um, it's, but will I'll have. When, you, when I'll talk to people that are my parents' age, yeah. and my parents aren't those people, um, but they'll say, well, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's the beginning of a, you know, it's a slippery slope, down, and, and these things are happening. When when I really think that uh, the the only thing that I really see between those two people, and I've participated, so here's a discussion I've had with somebody who said, I would have a problem with two gay guys lived across the street. They say, well, what is your problem with love?
1: yeah. What, what would that ever you? What, what does that have to do with you, you? Yeah. or
0: if they came over and you found out that they were always watering your plants before you woke up in the morning, which is something they'd probably do or cooking the best dinner you've ever had or yeah, really yes. give you some tips on how to dress. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, Just be like know. a sweet, great great neighbor. Just to to be care an awesome home. person. Yeah. Who Whatever. cares? You know, it's, it's that. Um, I don't think that anyone um, is is choosing... Well, no. I some people choose to put themselves in difficult situations. Um, but I, I think that... Um, if anything is in the spirit of love yeah. and two people want to be together it's not be- that has nothing to do with me
1: totally and that's i guess I, I just keep coming back and, to because and so w- i've been thinking when about i try that
0: to in, i'll engage in, in the conversation with somebody yeah, yeah. if i think that i can win that conversation with love yeah you know yeah. but i'm not going to win that conversation by telling them they're stupid totally. and and that that's and that but what I'm about also, all the
1: years but i'm definitely not going to also like you know like I believe so much in my values about equality and in like the ideas that bring us together and don't isolate that I, that that I I I won't sacrifice any of my values or pander to these people uh, or, or or just or voters that will never you know get it people that won't get it and 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 believe all this bullshit spewed on Fox News and you know like it, I I'm not I'm not going to sacrifice my values and what I believe in and but you're right if there's a way. I can show them that like people who believe in what I believe in like are full of love and like that's 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 a cool way to think about it.
0: And don't uh, don't start the discussion when they're when they're pinned on the opposite totally. side. Yeah, you know it, it's yeah. you have to wait till that pendulum comes down. Yeah, it's like I want to go to well, all Baker's dozen shows, but I'm not going to talk to my wife about it yeah. until, <laughs> unless we're out on some relaxing, well, you know. You know, well, I think about this.
1: I, you know, I went to um, I went to college deep in Appalachia, and um, not only that, I studied in environmental resource management, meaning that I was, you know, there was like a small group of like you know people, you know, tree huggers, or hippies, or whatever. I was, I was not. Then it was like all people who would be described by many as hicks, and you know, like hardcore hunters, car hardware, like deep, you know, deep Appalachia, and. Um, By, you know, so we had classes together all four years. In the first year, we definitely... There was a separation you could see in every single classroom. But by the fourth... Third year, third year, I was friends with those people. And they saw me as a regular person, not as, like, someone who was just, like, you know, into live music and did what he did. Or I didn't see them as just, like, hunters who drove fucking trucks. I saw them as people. And even though, like, they're definitely Trump voters or politics were different, we were friends. And that, that... that, that that always gave me hope. I'm like, we got to know each other and we were good. And like, you know, and also, you know, I think this is something you can relate to. You've probably put people on, meaning introduce people to whether, you know, fucking marijuana, like fish or something, or like some sort of music or something at a young age and just watch them develop. Like you can, you know, or engage them just in some real conversation. Like there's, there's, you know, in, it, th- there are ways you can make people see the light. Right?
0: I, I I was, uh, for four years, a double major of finance and economics. Yeah. No finance wow. student took that on. <laughs> but I was in every finance That's class, no and I always got A's. I aced all my math classes, and I was always in some sort of fish shirt and patchwork pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I remember I would talk to people about different experiences. And yeah. in, in, in finance, that was a very conservative, but like you a, a degree, a very conservative degree. Yeah. But, um, and a lot of those students came up to New York and worked for banks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: the, uh, they did start to get me. Yeah. Um, because I was just excited to be around people Absolutely. in college and we would be at parties. And We're, when,
1: I mean, you have a spirit and they know and they saw the spirit and a passion.
0: When you're in math, Um, And math is such an amazing language that I really love. Um, But you'll meet some people that do not know how to think outside of those pluses and minuses. Because I think that being outside of those mathematical formulas or think of them as laws or the system um, makes them very anxious. Um, So, you know, feeling sympathy for the I remember one guy saying, I could never go to a fish show with you. Um, But I said, yeah, you could. Yeah, totally. You could, you could come. Yeah, I'll make it trust. Trust, me, especially it, with me. <laughs> it's going to be perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you you will have a night, and then you might not be the same, but, but would, in the best. They of would kind of
0: get me because I think you would approach it with that middle ground, totally. and, and by breaking through that hard skin of like yeah. you're just scared. Yeah. Um, and, and then you adhere to laws yeah. because you can't get in trouble if you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and so you have the the lot of participants in our society that are that are a part of law. Out of a reaction to the fact that it is terrifying yep. to have a personality like yours or mine. Yeah, it's why can't I just be an Abercrombie dude
1: yeah. that took a job yeah, with a bank? Any sort of and, strong you know, deviation from the norm or questioning of yeah. the normal systems it can, is, is, is is confusing to some. Yeah, and well, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm sure we have some sort of mutual hope of, uh, and 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 you know, as as time and 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 spirit, you know. Information, even though that's such a question now with so much fake information out there. But as information yeah. and everything pulls us together, I, I I keep my hope in some sort of awakening of sorts. And, and, and I'm not going to lose hope on that, of, of, of people, you know, really getting to see, forced to see each other, forced to see that there's more going on and, and some sort of enlightenment. And I'm just, I'm never going to give up on that
0: hope. Well, we're all dying to get together. Yeah, yeah. You know? Fishes, dead. Yeah, church, no, church, church. Just church. The most people, boring thing going. Boring thing. The,
1: the, <laughs> the worst thing you can yeah. do on a Sunday is yeah. go to church for an hour, and people flock to it because they want to be together. Yeah, it's there's a pull, man. Yeah. It's, we're we dying. all want to be, be Football together. Football games. Yep. But they're not as exciting as people make them out to be. Yet there's a hundred thousand people who pour to those things, you know, and Burning Man. Burning Man, anything. Uh, it, the, yeah. you, well, glad you brought that up. People are dying to get together. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm dying to get to Burning Man. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, people are
0: them. dying to get together to know that we're all we dealing with the exact same things. Yeah. I know. There's, yeah, I know. We should right. talk about there's, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's there's but, just no time at like the present. But, but I think no we're day, all to, dying to get together because we can tell each other. If I were to tell you I feel anxious yeah. I get worried about the fact that I own my own company yeah. and that nobody generates revenue for my company for, except me. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I sleep in. I don't close deals. Everything yeah. slows down. Probably. Revenue collapses, yeah. and I people don't have, and people suffer. And nobody bails me out, mm-hmm. which is what the banking system does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but 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 that's a, a, a terrifying way to live. But um, and I forget where I was going with that. But when I when I get together with other people. I feel less terrified. Yeah, everyone does. The
1: That's the point. Yeah. You feel not alone. Yeah. The fear is being alone. And no one wants to be alone. Yeah. It makes sense. Not for long. Um, I wanted to disclose, uh, like, and I'm going to use this to just to kind of bring us back to the book a little bit. Yeah. We were talking a little bit, um, what page this is? Um, let me go here. We were talking about, you know doing and knowledge and everything but like what 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 I was so happy to have you here because I knew I knew like the the book ends there that we talked about I really love the meditation and as opposed to what we just talked about bringing people we together We do yeah we'll have I was, to I would, like, I would like I'd like to continue talking about that of more course. but like that middle part it was like an eye opening thing and um just you introduced me the idea of the fallacies of of the Fed. And, and but I like I we did allude to earlier in this book it it, it brought some hope in the in in saying you know, it, it, it has been... This is from the, the book uh, towards the end of it. It has been said that knowledge is power, but that is one of the greatest myths of all time. Men with great knowledge are easily enslaved if they do nothing to defend their freedom. Knowledge by itself is not power, but it holds the potential for power if we use it to guide for action. Truth will always be defeated by tyranny unless people are willing to step forward and put their lives into the battle. The future belongs not to ideas, but the people who act on those ideas. But, but you know what I what I say to that is I agree, and and we do we all need to do more. But we do, we do need that base of knowledge. And I can't thank you enough for coming up here and uh, so us, giving us giving yeah. us some more base of knowledge, especially on something I knew so little about. Uh, I hope you learned something new. Absolutely, a lot. And uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I think I think our, our listeners will. Thank you, everyone who listened and hung out with us and i want to ask you will you come back sometime absolutely i'd love to have you back on i I know we have a lot to talk about absolutely thanks again george
0: thank you